Today on the show, I'm speaking with Karen Russo, and she's showing us how closely related and how we should be both looking at spirituality and money together. It's a whole new concept, so stay tuned. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell, and this is The Inspiration Show, and today my special guest is Karen Russo. How are you, Karen? I'm so good. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. <laughs> so happy to have you here. Now, uh, the subject we're talking to about, about today is uh, money and spirituality, which often most people don't think go together, <laughs> uh, but you're here to tell us something different, which is awesome. Uh, yeah. But before we get stuck into that, why don't we talk a little bit about uh, your background and what it is that you do? Absolutely. Well, I um, I have a background where two things have been going on, and really my whole life is about integration, putting stuff together. And so I have a business, corporate, uh, MBA, finance background, but then I also, in my teens and early 20s, was faced with just devastating challenges with my own addictions, my own challenges that led me to find a power greater than myself. And many of your uh, community will get what that means. So I was brought to my knees by my own stuff, and that opened up in me a desire to find a spiritual connection. And what's so beautiful is, you know, I had all this, like, competence in the out outer world of professionalism and money, but I had this, like, inner shame. And so when I found a spiritual path, what happened for me is it started to be like, how does this apply to everything in my life, mm -hmm. to love, to creativity, to relationships, to work, to money? And so uh, just a few years ago, I'm an ordained minister, and uh, I did my studying with uh, Dr. Michael Beckwith from mm -hmm. The Secret. That's yeah. where I did all my ministry training. And just a few years ago, it became clear I was going to bring my own message forward. And it, seriously, Natalie, I just looked around and I said, gosh, people suffer a lot about money. And it doesn't matter whether they're the spiritual folks who have some stuff about money being maybe polluted or negative, or the entrepreneurs and the business folks who maybe have money but somehow feel disconnected. People are suffering about money, and how, how can we bring spiritual principles together with that? So that's what I do. I travel the world and connect with folks like you, just sharing a message of how to put those things together. That's very interesting that you say that because um, here is the thing, you know, I think most of the time, you know, a lot of people who are spiritual uh, are like, well, you know, it's not spiritual to want to have money um, and vice versa. We have a lot of people in business that don't um, come from a place of heart or a place of connection. So what is, do you think, is the main reason why that those two don't seem to normally meet together? You know, I think it's... Um the challenge really for, for all folks is that often we think it's about the money. Yeah. And really, ultimately, it's about what's the money for. Yes. And, yeah, for the spiritual folks, sometimes they're having all of this negativity put on money when really money's just a neutral symbol. It's just a, the digits on the screen, the pieces of paper, the, the metal circles. They literally don't have any meaning except for the meaning we put on it. Mm -hmm. So for the spiritual folks, it's like benchmark yourself. Where in your life are you already, like, I see the divine in my animal companions. I heard your beautiful dog marking. You know, like, you know yeah. people are able to look at their art or their, their food and go, this is sacred because I make it sacred. Do that with money. And then with the business folks, I think the biggest challenge is this idea. It's a version of the three money traps, which we'll talk about. But often for business folks, it's the idea that I have to win while someone loses. 
the idea of a zero-sum game that will get people like really in a kind of a frantic, competitive nature with money that doesn't let them bring their contribution out to the world. Right. Yeah, because that's the thing. I mean, if we come from an abundant mindset, which, you know, there is an abundance for everyone to go around, then it absolutely changes our behavior and the way that we operate in business uh, and in life, I'm sure. Yes. Mm. And and let's, and we'll, I know our big gem for folks today is this idea that um, our experience of wealth is happening more through us rather than to us. Because mm. often people will say, when I, you know, have a million, then I'll be a, a generous giver. Or when my business employs this number of people or my downline is this big, like this idea of waiting. Yeah. And here's what I really want folks to catch is when you understand that your experience of wealth is happening more like through us rather than to us. And there's three critical areas. And that's what many people are missing. They're working only one of the three. So let's... We'll do all three of them, right? Yeah. So the three areas are our spirituality about money. That's our relationship with the divine. Then it's our beliefs about money. You can see I'm putting my hands like on my solar plexus. <laughs> beliefs are, uh, it's what we think about ourselves, about money, and the world. And then it's also our habits. It's what we do. It's our consistent behaviors. And those three things together, that creates what I would call almost like our wealth leadership. Like right now, you could have a spirituality that's not fearful, but it's peaceful. And you could have beliefs that are not victimized, but more free and creative. And your habits can be orderly, not overwhelmed. And when you've got that, what happens is, is no matter how much money is flowing in or out, you become like the money serving your vision and, and who you are. Absolutely. Yeah, no, um, I'm loving exactly what you're saying here. And because uh, the thing is, you know, when I talk to people and, we, and you know, and I'm working with people through my movies or through USM um, and they have a money goal, it's like, well, when you visualize about reaching this goal, it's not, you're not visualizing a pile of cash. You're actually visualizing what that, what, how your life changes or what yeah. that means to you or why you're going through it. Um, and like, and there are some people who earn a lot of money but never seem to hold on to it, and others that are struggling to create money as well. So what are some of the common you know, beliefs or blocks that you yeah. find comes up for people when it comes to money? Well, I, I call them the money traps, and if you think about it, in each of those three areas, so in the area of spirituality, it's called scarcity, and that's lack. That's a, it's an anxiety-ridden idea of lack, and it doesn't, and what's so interesting about that is when people are in scarcity, they're often future-focused, because right now, if someone is listening to The Inspiration Show, they're probably first world person with internet access, clean water, safe place to sleep tonight. Like, we're doing better than billions of our brothers and sisters on the planet. Mm. But often, a person, it doesn't matter how much you have, if you feel scarcity, you're going to be in lack. And the, the principle there is unity, the idea that we're all connected. And when people have that, the tip I'll give is, your gratitude practices for your personal life and a vision for your business of a bigger why that you're serving, those are the things that connect you to peace and inspiration. And then I'll, I'll do the next two areas here. And then the area of beliefs, it's superstition. That's the trap. Superstition is I'm a money victim, which means the government, my ex, the, the competitors, something outside of me is controlling my financial well-being. 
And when people are in superstition, they're often in the past. Mm -hmm. They're often thinking the past should have been different so that I can have the freedom and the creativity I want today. And the principle here is it's the law of attraction or the laws of co-creation. It's that you can literally change your consciousness now so you experience your life in a different way. And one of the number one things I think people have is like this idea that somehow like money is for other people and that I'm not worthy. And the, the number one way to shift that belief is financial forgiveness. A little counterintuitive. Okay. Yeah, but I would say I recommend everybody come just go right to the mistake or issue from your financial past where you're still holding judgment about yourself and release it. And then the final uh, trap is I call it survival mode. It's when people are in overwhelm with their money and they've got systems that are either commingled their personal with business or they've got uh, tax returns or legal things that are out of date and aren't up to speed or they literally don't know how much money is passing through. And the, the real fun thing here is the principle of circulation. You've got to give and receive. And the place to start is often give your attention to your financial flows. Many people get a mistaken idea that if they get caught up in the actual financial flows, they're going to become either an accountant or all their creativity is going to be drained. But I will tell you, it's like a person, uh, Natalie, who wants to be healthy in their body. They don't have to grow the vegetables, but you know what the heck you're eating, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so that, with your money, it's like give your sacred attention. And... Uh, and so I would say find one financial mess and clean it up. Give it sacred attention and make it a blessing. Right. Okay. So, um, so okay, so we're also talking about spiritual connection to money as well. So when people are looking at moving forward, and let's say that they've, they've you know, they've forgiven themselves from part for past, you know, financial challenges or whatever, um, and, and they've gone through those blockages and cleared those, what are the things that they can actually do to move forward and into a more financial abundant future? Yeah, I would say I'd recommend um, for a spiritual practice, deeply add gratitude into your spiritual practice and give thanks for the spiritual source behind the channels. Mm. So stop being, um, sometimes people are, they're hoping a channel is going to fix them. Generous lover, big database, uh, you know, great website. <laughs> they're looking for a channel. And I would say, remember, there's always a source behind the channel and deliberately have a spiritual practice, which is time and energy often in the morning for prayer and meditation where you're connecting to the source. So gratitude, spiritual practice, financial forgiveness, and then the final tip I'll give is be a giver from Jump Street. Start by you give thanks for the 100% that comes to you and your business and your family, and off of the top, you want to give a percentage. And I'm a tither. Tithe is 10%. Mm -hmm. So in our company, The Money Keys, we give thanks for the 100%. And we leave 10% behind with our spiritual inspiration and source. I recommend everybody be a giver. And that's one of the most beautiful ways to recognize the spiritual source of the money that flows through. Yeah, I love that. I love it. Now, I know that you've, uh, you've you know, been in contact and worked with quite a lot of people. Do you have some like, success stories or some, some amazing uh, stories that you can share with us that can really inspire some of the people that are watching the show right now? Absolutely. So a couple of things. Our, we have a... So you can go, everyone can go to themoneykeys.com and get a book chapter and an audio guide and get connected a little deeper with the, uh, the traps and the areas of uh, release. And then I'll tell you that in our global online community, what I see over and over again is people 
like Tim, who came burdened. He'd just been through a personal bankruptcy, and yet he wanted to start his own kind of coaching program for artists and entrepreneurs, but he realized his habits were totally out of sync. He didn't want to be a bean counter. He was leaving the money in the past when he launched a, a business to, you know, those folks. So what he did is he got his habits together with wealth rituals. We have a thing called Money Monday where you give thanks and you do all your financial transactions, you do your giving, and Faithful Friday where you're doing, you're looking at all your actions for the week. Tim got his habits together and immediately he decided to go out and get a part-time position to fund his life, which he'd never done before. He'd always been a little like cavalier about it. And he now is leading a coaching institute. He's got excellent money habits. So it's very easy for people to really access like more possibility when they get the habits organized. So another success story is a woman I'll call Grace. And when I met her, she was in her early 30s and she had this idea. It was so interesting because she had this idea that she should have been in a different place than she was. So she was wanting to do direct marketing and real estate investing and start and really start helping women of color with their own entrepreneurial ventures. But Grace felt bad about herself because she was spending uh, eight hours a day in a cubicle for a large tire company as a risk analyst. And she had this feeling like something was wrong. So she went right to the self-forgiveness tools. And immediately what happened is she became a bit of a star at the tire company. They started to send her to cover uh, when people were away so she got to travel. And instead of having to do launching her own venture capital company or starting her own website, her alumni association called and said, we need someone to mentor young women. Like her self-forgiveness led to opportunities for her to make contribution in ways she couldn't imagine. Mm -hmm. And right now what's great for her is she's looking to keep her current position, but she's attracting more income channels that really work for her. And what I want to say to people is don't underestimate the power of financial forgiveness. Yeah, awesome. Karen, thank you so much for joining me today. I really commend you for the work that you're doing because, you know, as you know, there is such a huge gap between, you know, our perception of money and our perception of spirituality. Um, and when we can marry the two together and not only do what we feel passionate about and what absolutely blows our hair back, um, but how we can be financially abundant and share at the same time, um, you know, being able to open people's minds to that is just such amazing work. So thank you so much for what you do. Oh, thank you, Natalie. Now, and remember, so it's themoneykeys.com? Yeah, best place to start would be themoneykeys.com. You can also find me on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash themoneykeys, and I'd love to hear from you. Wonderful. Awesome. Now, guys, I encourage you to share this video um, and all the information in it, and you can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons above. If you click on the banner to the side, you'll go straight through to Karen's website from there. Uh, download the app if you haven't done so already, so you can watch the shows on the go. And don't forget to leave your email in the box above there because I'd love to send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course, which is valued at $87, and I'd like to send it to you for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.